0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Unapologetic Podcast, where we talk about real topics, real life, real experiences in an unapologetic way. I'm your host, Brianna, and today we have an interesting and fun and crazy episode. Um, Last episode, I kind of talked about, you know, my college experience and everything uh, from a non-traditional student standpoint, and I have... um, my roommate, or ex-roommate, because we no longer live <laughs> with each other, her name is Micah.
1: Hello, it's me. I'm Micah. I'm currently a, I was about to say junior. That's long past. I'm a senior at UNT with Bree, and I'm very excited to be here and see what we're going to talk about, because there's a lot that we got to cover.
0: Yes, so I thought it'd be good, because I kind of gave y'all, like, my perspective um, to have somebody here that's, like, um, a traditional college student to kind of give y'all a little bit of background about that. And since um, the title of the episode last was more my college experience and like how to stay sane, this one I'm kind of wanting it just to be college one-on-one and tips on college and just basically balancing your life. So before we kind of get into the topic of the questions, how's everything
1: been going with you so far? You mean like semester-wise? Yeah, semester-wise. In general? I would definitely say it's been a little rocky you know this is my fourth year so I guess like adulthood is kind of kicking in and um, I feel like for non-traditional students they kind of had to deal with that a little early um maybe I've been being I don't know no, that's But true. I I guess like with school um I think it's been a little more relaxed just because you know you get to pick your own schedule Um, So luckily, I don't have classes on Fridays and Mondays, so it's a long weekend, but then with work, that's a little different. Um, But really just preparing for my life, you know, because post-grad is a big, big, big thing that people really kind of underestimate, which we can go over later. But overall, it's been pretty, it's been, it's been chill. How's your semester going,
0: Bree? Um, I was a little worried at first because I upped my course load this semester because last semester um, and for the last couple of semesters, I, when I originally started college, I was um, not working and or I was somewhat working, like working part-time. I, didn't, I don't think I worked more than like 30 hours a week but I was going to school full-time. So um, after, you know, being an adult and life sets in, I just kind of backed off of, um, you know, the hours so much at school and started trying to work more Um, so I started only taking like six hours a semester, which is not very smart. So, which is the reason why I'm 24, about to be 25, still kind of like in that little halfway mark. Mm -hmm. But this is my first semester, um, definitely, well, second semester at university, because I was in community college. Um, first semester going back to school, actually physically on campus, because I was, when I started, I was on campus, and then I was taking online classes for so long. Then my first semester at UNT was online. So, this is first semester actually physically being back in a classroom. Mm -hmm. And then um, I upped my hours. So, trying to work 40 hours a week and then, you know, taking nine hours of Mm -hmm. class a week, Um, I was a little nervous at first. But surprisingly, with everything that, like, how, you know, my mindset and everything, the fact that we had summer. And I had, like, three months to kind of just, like, prepare and, like, Mm -hmm. get everything together. And then um, the fact that, like, I'm staying organized and being on top of everything is actually surprisingly going pretty good. I have, like, I had two tests and, like, I passed, like, my exams and everything like that. So I think it was just more so, like, I was finally able to prove to myself that, like, I actually have a little bit more handle on it than I thought I had. And I can definitely take more, but I don't want to end up taking a whole bunch and end up overloading myself. Right,
1: basically being a non-traditional student, turning into a traditional student, or at least having the best of both worlds, that's tough, like. It is, and I think, um,
0: you know, it's hard, and I know people that have, like, I know people who have gone to school full-time and work full-time, so I think it's just, like, more of a mindset thing. It is, yeah. yeah, Life's a mental game, for sure. And I'm definitely thinking. Especially as a student. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking that if I can handle it this semester, that um, I'm going to up it next semester because, and I'm definitely going to summer school. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, summer school is great. Yeah. Very great with catching up. It's still expensive. But oh yeah, it man. really is expensive. College is an
1: investment for real, but if if you can afford it, I mean, I'm not against it at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's definitely a privilege. It's not. Kind of, it they kind of set it up like it's a necessity, and honestly, the way the world is set up now, it's right, kind of it's like not. it is.
1: You can really network your way to the top too. Yeah,
0: it depends on you know mm-hmm. what you're doing and everything. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go to college, and honestly, college is not for everyone. It's not. It's not. But yeah, so. Like always, I like to start off my episodes with a positive quote, and I also have some statistics that I featured on the last week, or not last week, I put that episode three like a couple of days ago, on the last episode, um, I put some statistics in there, and so I'm going to give the quote, and then I'm going to kind of like renege the quote, <laughs> <and> <laughs> just give the statistics, because I kind of want to see, you know, if you kind of agree, because I thought mm-hmm. a lot of them were a little bit much, and yeah, that's cool. I was shocked, so... I'm going to start off with the positive. Mm-hmm. Wait, where'd um, you get this from? What, the, the statistics? The, yeah. Uh, it's a website called collegestats.org. They have, like, pictures. And it's dot .org, so that's how you get .org, yeah, that's how you know use <laughs> <laughs> So the positive quote says, balance is not something you find, it's something you create. And that quote is by a person named Jenna Kingsford. Definitely completely freaking agree because I feel like even now with a lot and then the fact that I'm now a part of a, you know, a student org on campus and then I'm working, you know, got a crazy-ass boyfriend at home that's always taking up my time. Um, (laughs) I travel, you know, go to school and still try to do stuff for me like, you know, podcasting. I'm eventually going to start a YouTube channel and everything. So definitely balance is definitely created. So. Completely agree with mm, that. It's a whole mindset. Like now, for some real tea, sis.
1: <laughs> some <laughs> some real the real tea.
0: Dun dun dun. All right. So some of these statistics: thirty percent of students reported that they had problems with schoolwork due to a mental health issue or illness. Only thirty percent. Thirty percent. I feel like that's kind of like. I a should normal. say at least forty. Maybe maybe some of them were being 50. honest. Maybe some of them weren't being honest. Because I or feel maybe like this was
1: a small group of people. <laughs> probably.
0: Yeah. I don't know, but I think... That's interesting. Yeah, I think that a lot of people have issues with coming out and saying that they have a mental health illness or issue. I feel right. like there's a difference between issue or illness because I feel like illness is something like being bipolar or uh, schizophrenic or, um, you know, something that requires, like, little bit more medication or something like that to kind mm-hmm. of give them that you know chemical imbalance on a normal mm-hmm. level um but something like anxiety or like depression that's an issue right um because that's something that over time mm-hmm. you can kind of learn or um you know learn how to deal with or how to cope with but like right. something like schizophrenia or something like that that's an illness like, right that's i'm a, not
1: like um disvalidating is that the word invalidating yeah invalidating um I'm not invalidating statistics but I always like keep in mind you know you never know the people and their circumstances so um I know there are some people who can't even identify mental health yeah so like I don't know like I feel like every statistic like it's like always slightly off even though they want to be perfect you know Mm -hmm. so I guess with that like I don't know if I believe that but I can definitely say yeah that's that's kind of low yeah I mean okay that's not bad it's not too bad
0: Um, 50% of students rated their mental health below average or poor and I feel like that's an accurate
1: statistic
0: Mm -hmm. that might be a little bit accurate
1: yeah no that's definitely accurate I can say
0: at least they're saying like people a lot of people they don't like to admit it to themselves that like they need help or something or Mm -hmm. that they have something going on so I think the fact that 50% of the students were able to be like you know what I'm just not even gonna sit here and bullshit with y'all. It's right. below average. As college is really comes, when you grow sucks. up. Like, yeah,
1: you know, I was told as a freshman or no, even when I was a junior and senior in high school, because um, I went to a college prep uh, high school and like, uh, I had this econ teacher and she was like, you know what, like, uh, we had this assignment where we had to learn how to budget our lives mm-hmm. and like, she was saying that we have to include. It was a big project. Like one financial circumstance and like it involved numbers it involved like all this stuff it was a really difficult project but she was like you're not gonna believe this now because you're all like with your parents but like look like in life you're gonna have one random thing at at, at the least like that will happen to you and you're gonna be like what what the fuck like and and i think
0: people don't even realize that like they say that high school is really supposed to prepare you and really high school doesn't prepare you for anything. It doesn't, man. You're they, with your like, friends,
1: going to the movies, and being the, in the car. This is like. what,
0: like, my physics teacher, I had a physics teacher tell me this um, when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. He said, "High school is just a big-ass test, which is why, you know, they have that, you know, the admissions process whenever you, when you apply for college it's like high school is four years of taking nothing but bullshit ass classes that literally make no sense and have nothing to do with anything in life and it's i mean some of it does and some of it doesn't Mm -hmm. but like most of it's stupid like i don't i don't need to know the velocity of something unless i'm planning on being like some type of mathematician or a scientist that's not something that i need to know in everyday life so he was like it's just a big test. If you can survive and go through four years of unnecessary ass classes, that's showing the college that you're consistent and you're not going to drop out or something like that. So they'd be a little bit more willing. Yeah, depending on the college. But. Yeah, they'd be a little bit more willing to you know accept your application because you're you you signed up for or you really right. didn't sign up for so four years. So point being, you
1: really don't experience life till you have college. No, I mean
0: stuff like taxes or or you know how to pay bills or some mm-hmm. shit like that. That's definitely not how to cook or, right, that's or not anything like no that's not, no it's not so no high school does not prepare you for shit so that's that's some real sis for all y'all high school students Sisters listening sir. yeah mm-hmm. or sir <laughs> um just be prepared um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now this statistic i'm not gonna lie kind of it i went back and forth on it because it's about parents and i feel like parents should definitely know and be a little bit more attentive to like what's going on with their kids Mm -hmm. but also sometimes a mental health issue depending on you know what type of issue it is Mm -hmm. sometimes it it can easily go undetected um but it says a mere seven percent of parents reported that their students suffer from mental health issues in college that's a small percentage but i mean you got to factor in the fact that like some of us, like don't us, tell our parents. we don't tell our parents or some of us, like, you know, we're both from Houston. My mom lives in Austin now, but your parents still live in Most City. Mm-hmm. So they're far. Most City. Yeah. Most City. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they don't, they don't get to see you every day and mm-hmm. they don't necessarily talk to you every day. So right. it's not easily detected. And that comes
1: to, um, what's it called? Uh, not i guess what is it racial background yeah um financial circumstances etc cetera, et cetera. like there are so many factors like i said earlier they're coming to statistics though but that seven percent like you know it depends on how many people you yeah. talk to at the end of the day but i just that's so inaccurate yeah beyond inaccurate
0: 50 percent have struggled greatly from anxiety and as a result have struggled in school okay facts that is facts, facts. i have anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that like over time and honestly thinking back on it I feel like I've always kind of had it just because of a lot of the shit that I was dealing with Mm -hmm. as a child growing up kind of fostered a little bit more but as far as like panic attacks and stuff like that that didn't come until probably like a couple years ago so yeah I feel like that's definitely accurate some people are not able to really just like admit that they're anxious about something a lot of people just keep it to themselves so um, 80% feel overwhelmed by their responsibilities as a student. That is, I don't even know why that's 80%. That might as well be 100% because college is a lot
1: and being an adult is a lot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that's kind of inaccurate. No, I think out of every statistic, I think that's the most accurate. Yeah. 80%, that's pretty good.
0: 40% of students fail to seek help. I feel like that...
1: that Honestly, it, it depends on the college. I think for UNT... I think that's accurate. Yeah, because we do offer a lot of resources. They do, and I've
0: I've been there, and they have a great like counseling center. Yeah. The fact that that's something that's able to be accessed on campus because a lot of campuses don't have that, where mm-hmm. they have. They do, but they're not very helpful. And the fact that you can actually go in there, you can make an appointment with a the therapist and right. have, that, have that like you would at a regular therapist's office,
1: I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Shout out to UNT for that because that's definitely mm-hmm. needed. Well, before you said the necessity, statistic, I feel like a disclaimer is that there's a huge difference with a counselor versus a therapist. And yes. UNT, they say that it's counseling, but the fact that they know that, you know, our university is something that's very, very, you know, like we offer so many things within our campus that like mm-hmm. can cause a lot of stress to people um and I feel like you know they're able to send like computer surveys like through emails and like all of that and like through time I can definitely say that they though they are a counseling center started to treat it like a therapy kind of center yeah because um, originally like three years ago when I was a freshman I tried to do therapy and I or counseling rather and I had the worst person like possible, like she, it just felt like I was talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. She would sympathize and empathize with me because I was counseling. Like that's what I felt like in high school. That's what I felt like in middle school. If I ever had to do counseling, because it was a requirement, um, to go once a month. Um, but no, it just felt weird. And then once I um, waited a few years, resaw a counselor or therapist at UNT. Like I felt entirely different. Like she was analyzing me like really getting to know me and like like one day I was like you know I'm ADHD like you can tell me these solutions and I can't like register the solution or problem like it'll go out the other year and like it is what it is I'm living in my problem and like one day she like took us to another room not her office and she took out these coloring books and was like okay so we're gonna do this you're gonna tell me everything and we're gonna color And It's totally cool. I just want to see like how your brain operates this and the third and this is something that she's never Studied in her life like she had she was like I talked to a friend outside of this and like I know that's not really allowed, but like she's experienced in this and I really want to help you and like see because you know At the end of the day like we're learning too as counselors here at UNT but I want to eventually be able to do this and that was like the best thing ever so point being like be aware of who you talk to (laughs) exactly and i was always told
0: you know being that like i work in the medical field and um a lot of the providers that i've interacted with have been behavioral health providers and psychologists and therapists and stuff like that um and then also studying psychology and everything i Mm -hmm. think it's very important and then having gone to therapy myself i think it is very important um to make it a habit of like whenever you're making an appointment, especially if it's like somebody that's at a counseling center or you know has their own individual practice, like read your reviews, read what they're you know saying about that counselor. Also um you know go to the first appointment and like get a feel for them because it's a waste of your time, their time and money for you to well their time but also your money to go to these appointments and you feel like you're not getting anything out of it so like if you it is okay if like you go to a couple appointments and you're not really feeling this therapist and you want to go try another one but once you find a good one you need to stick with that one because it's really hard for you to and it's hard for them to um help you if it's not consistent and they can't build some type of you know relationship with you Mm -hmm. that that ultimately helps them help you if they have some type of you know relationship or you establish some type of confidence in them so once you find one that you really like you vibe with stick with um 75 percent of students who suffer from depression do not seek help for their mental health problems that's
1: i say that's accurate yeah that is accurate second if not the first again definitely accurate yeah because like you know when i i guess like I feel like as women and hey anybody who's listening to this they can correct me too because I'm not trying to bash men and their feelings or whatever but I feel like as women we're able to recognize our emotions a lot earlier yeah so growing up, like I experienced the, <clears throat> excuse me I experienced this like in the fifth sixth grade I think I was dealing with um, depression and anxiety, but I didn't know there was a word for it I thought I was just sad. Um, which a lot anxiety. of people do. And then yeah. a lot of
0: people take the word depression and they use it to describe that they're sad, but they're like really basic, not depressed. basic, terms. Yeah. yeah like when depression anxiety, is actually like, like something confused. on a deeper scale and it's actually Very something deep. more serious than you being sad but for five wants minutes. But to dig. Yeah. And,
1: you know, and it's when it's you're an adult, that. that's when people really start. And yeah. like, I thought I digged. All my life, people always viewed me as an over-analytical person, an overthinker. But that could be a positive connotation too. However, being in college, like I really thought I thought my way to the top. Like I really thought about everything and I knew to be aware and stuff, but then like I started to face like a real world problems that really was just making me be like, Man, like like my emotions, my elements within me are like a whole other level and like that's just that's statistic, yeah, that's that's accurate, I could say.
0: of American college students report having symptoms of depression, and as a result, many contemplate suicide each year. 44? Okay,
1: I can definitely say that's accurate.
0: Yeah. That's near 50, not too much to 50. I feel like even when I had depression, because I had, um, I would say I was, I had depression for about, well, I'm not, I've had, I've had depression at different points in my life, the longest I've had it was probably like a year, and that was after I graduated high school. Um, I had it, but I never contemplated suicide. So I feel like that that statistic might be a little bit accurate because I think suicide there's there's such a big there's so many things that I feel about suicide, mm-hmm. but like I've never actually thought that my problems were that intense for me to contemplate taking my own life and Mm -hmm. some people i mean i'm different than some people you know some people it's just it gets to be a little bit too much and that's why they do it or some people like to you know say that they're going to do it just because they're trying to say hey i need help and don't know how else to say that they need help Mm -hmm. or they're doing it for because i've seen even um this year recently when i was working at the counseling center i was working at I've even seen people sit there and you know say that they're going to kill themselves, and they do it just because they're trying to seek attention. So, not mm-hmm. saying everybody that contemplates suicide or says that you know they thought about committing suicide is contemplating attention. And I'm there's not so like, many different yeah. people. There's so many different things that come in with suicide. Well, I mean, like, it's a real, it's a real issue, and people do contemplate it. It's but, an
1: issue, and no way we're trying to like bash those people who do it. I yeah. feel like, like it makes sense logically within what they're going through for them to result to that however on the outside that's not like, always that's not the best yeah
0: thing and i mean some people it just gets to be a little bit too much and i understand that because there's been moments where it gets to be just all too much and i feel like damn like oh right. like
1: sometimes like you know when you, especially when you're transitioning into what's happening like in the real world like maybe your finances are off, maybe somebody in your family who you were super close to affected you in a sense where you just don't feel like living and, but it's like, you know, with everything that, despite it, um, what's going on in your life, and you remember, you know, there's so many other things that are happening for you, you know, getting a degree, I mean, that sounds like, okay, you're getting a sheet of paper, but there's so much more, Yeah. being an artist, doing this and that, like, it's just staying level and grounded with that, but yeah, yeah and I definitely, that, it's convincing, like, yeah. it's for you to be confused and you know, like picture, okay, what if I didn't have what's around me now? Yeah. Like, um, it's tough. Suicide is actually the third leading cause of death
0: among college students. I third. actually want to know what's the what the first or the second is. I might have to go back to that website and look that up because that's really right. be interesting. What do you think? I don't know. Probably like school shootings. Probably would be like the oh, number one. Yeah. Oh, and I uh-huh. Maybe. Um, you know, either car crashes or I would say like drugs and alcohol would probably be like the
1: first. Okay, yeah. those are good.
0: Yeah, because I'm I've known several people that get drunk and they drive. I mean, they've never killed themselves, mm-hmm. but there there are other people that like have done that. I actually want to look that up. Where is my phone? So that's actually interesting. Right. Suit
1: so, like the third. I mean, I was, honestly, if I I'm, could rank, I could definitely say school shootings. They're slept on everybody, so yeah, that can't they be are. number one. I think number one might be, I don't know, car crashes are evident. But yeah. then again, then
0: again, are they? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Let's see. First leading, and I'm literally looking this up on Google right now. Because I don't think that website, cause of death, among college. But students. yeah, in the
1: meantime, while Bree's looking that up, I can definitely say mental health, you know, that's something that really really affects people when they're in college, um, as well as physical, you know, your mental can affect your physical and even your spiritual if you are spiritual. Um, But most importantly, it's good to make sure that you check on yourself as well as the people that are around you because, you know, I think the one thing that people need to highlight when they're in college is that people are different. Everybody reacts and responds to things differently. So at the end of the day, no one really cares about what you look like or what you do because everyone has different majors, everyone has different living situations. It's entirely different. Like I remember when I was a freshman and I walked into UNT, and I was, man, I was at my crustiest, and I was late to class, and I was like, oh my god, like I didn't have time to get ready and like to like get my assignments done, or oh my gosh, I'm gonna be late. I don't want to disappoint this person, or. Oh my gosh like I don't know what how much food I should eat like if it's too much or I was just like caring about everybody and everything because you know it's like what we're taught in society sometimes or at least in high school I mean I don't know I went to a private school so it's a little different than a high sp- uh, public school but um, you know people don't care they don't care about how you dress or what you act or what you do because at the end of the day you're doing this for yourself so um, to tie that into a mental health physical spiritual thing like make sure that you are aware um, as to whether it's their tone, their attitude, their actions, um, how people present themselves, how people keep quiet, like, and that's just the communications of me, but it's so important I got to it. include, and the results are in.
0: So, the first leading cause of death among college students is accidents, followed by heart and circulatory diseases. The second is, oh, well, that's, that's what the second is, heart and circulatory diseases, I guess it's caused by like, and drinking. Probably so. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's tough. Dang. Y'all, stop like watch what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. Basically. And the last statistic I have is 80% of students report that they feel stress on a daily basis. Um, I feel like yeah, that's accurate. That's
1: accurate.
0: I feel stressed on a daily basis. I'm not even keeps going? Yeah. You can't really take naps anymore. It's saying like I know. <laughs> like it's literally like i mean you can like depending, you honestly depending on what type of college student you can yeah you can but but for, you feel like when you wake up you know you still got stuff to do yeah i mean like, for us that you know go to work and then go to school and then come home and then you know you got other shit to do and everything like that yeah definitely i completely agree like with that, that. now
1: nah. I'm not, oh, I entirely take back what I said. Take all the naps you can. I literally, I swear,
0: Alex gets on me all the time, and he tells me, like, you literally sleep all the time. Like, yeah.
1: That has to be the first thing I love about college, because I don't know how I took seven classes a day for how many hours in high school. Like, that doesn't exist. I mean, maybe that was, like you said, it's a big test, so maybe it was a way to help you operate and learn, but no. Just the best, yes. Right.
0: All right. So... Now we're going to get into the fun part of the episode and I'm going to say sorry for all those little damper down <laughs> statistics, but hey, we need to know those things, right. college students need to know those things. Alright, so we kind of already answered this question, but what college do you attend and was this your first choice? So we both attend the University of North Texas, mm-hmm. um, UNT was not my first choice.
1: Mm-mm. Not for me either. Um, what was yours? I don't know. I feel like to begin, UNT has a very rich history. And it wasn't until really when I was a freshman that they started to reconstruct everything. The university union, the student union just became about, it was a new thing um, starting in 2016. And then from there they started to uh, upgrade the buildings and when they started to upgrade the buildings I feel like there was more school pride. The UNT football team finally started having wins because they used to suck. Like it was just like when I visited, it was not something that I envisioned at all, like myself there, because you know, you look I at had UT, never heard of it. You look at UCLA, like stereotypically you think that your university is supposed to rep hard and yeah like, it's just like never the tour was not something that I lived up by. And I didn't hear of it till I was a senior and it was the first college that was recommended to me by my uh my counselor, and I was like, oh, it just looks too too easy to apply to. Uh, I've never heard of it, so because it's unknown, it's not a good school, which is a rumor, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it was not my choice. Uh, but I picked it because I only applied to two schools. Um, which where, one did you really want to go to? Actually, scratch that. Um, two schools I had left in regard to, like, picking because I got, I applied to about five and then like got accepted to about four but who, like who did you apply to I applied to Chapman University I, I applied to Loyola University Florida State Texas State um, uh, honestly I think that's more than five I don't know Baylor UNT yeah I, scratch that I applied to eight but um I think like because I didn't know I was ADHD until way later I didn't have the greatest GPA, and because I didn't have accommodations for when I took my SATs, I didn't have the best score. It was average, but it wasn't the greatest to be at where I believed I deserved to be. But things happen for a reason. I mean, I'm at UNT, they have a great liberal arts program. I felt it was stronger than Baylor's. Yes, liberal arts, that's Yes, and it would have been my first public school, I feel like. So I wanted a new experience, and I felt like Baylor, um, Waco, didn't have a lot to offer as much as Dallas did so those were really my factors like I think when it comes to picking a college you got to weigh in the location you know the There's social environment like don't, don't just something. be trying to go
0: to the college for like the parties right. and like the football games and right all that and shit. I heard Baylor
1: was like that you know for all my Baylor Bears or whoever's there like excuse me if I'm wrong but I just feel like when I toured it was just that social environment was too much for me Um, versus UNT was very diverse Um, despite the lack of things that I saw which were very important to me like their dorms weren't the greatest but they were diverse and that that was something that I really wanted um, to experience because despite like it not being the top tier school or it not having the greatest buildings or living situations like Diversity is important for me because you never know who you're going to come across to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, I'm satisfied with UNT. Um, I feel like things would be different if I went out of state because I really wanted to be out of state so badly. I just wanted to be a California, a California girl, (laughs) but that was just too much budget wise, Um, but no ain't nobody know about UNT, probably now, because that whole incident where the roof
0: collapsed. (laughs) You might find that a small percentage of the students at UNT actually picked UNT for their first choice. And I saw that on Twitter. Somebody posted and said, "Um, UNT, we might have not planned to be here, but Mm -mm. hey, we all end up falling in love with it eventually. Right. Which is true. My first choice was Texas Tech, and um, my second choice was LSU. Um, I was like very big on cheerleading at the time and I'm I'm hoping that eventually I'd not like once I lose all my weight because I didn't got a little thickums right about now once I lose all my weight and everything and I start training I might end up getting back into cheerleading but mm-hmm. yeah those were my I only had like two choices I wasn't really thinking about or no I thought about I think I thought about Texas State but not Not so much, um, it it was mostly um, Texas Tech and LSU, and then I was like, "Mm," you know, and I talked about this in episode two, along with like being afraid of like taking the venture out of going far because I was living in Houston when I graduated. LSU is like what, like eight hours away, and um, or no, like between six and eight hours, I think. And then um, Lubbock, where Texas Tech is, is nine and a half hours mm-hmm. away. I wasn't ready to like take the leap and do it. And then I didn't have all the requirements that I needed to try out for cheerleading. And then, of course, I didn't want to leave the guy that I was dating at the time. So I ended up going to community college. And then I actually did get into tech and decided last minute that I didn't want to go. Um, and then I thought about, um, what was it? I thought about Texas State. I thought about TLU. Um, I thought about U of H. And I think that was it. And then, you know, I just got this crazy idea in my head that I was just going to move to Dallas. And so I thought about SMU. And I was like, nah. I mean, they got, they got the, one of the best psychology programs, um, at least in the state. But I was like, mm-hmm. nah, my GPA definitely wasn't high enough yeah. for that and then I thought about um, UNT Dallas and um, UT Dallas and then UNT and UNT was like the only one that I had a high enough GPA and enough credits Mm -hmm. to get into Uh, but aside from that when I finally came here and like and girl I picked the wrong time to come here I picked the time when it was like freezing ass cold outside (laughs) and you you know you from South Texas we don't get cold, no, like this. Like we get up here. Oh, so. that was
1: definitely something I had to get used. Girl, to. Not weather even is that. also a factor that I forgot to include when looking for a college because I didn't mind being up north because you know, like it's a different part of Texas, like slightly, I would say. Um, actually, in regard to weather, or not Houston, because um, Bree and I were both from Houston. Um, it's a lot more humid, and up here it's like. It's humid occasionally, but it's not the regular. Like if anything, it's just like dry or weird and like oh yeah. North Texas is just as weird. I feel. And like. And then like in
0: Houston, when it like rains, it floods. Oh And yeah. then up here, when Especially it rains, it's kind of like more like torn. Like you know, I just can't. What what do they say on uh the Wizard of Oz? There's no place like home. That's what I think of whenever it's raining out here because it's literally like a tornado is about to pop up out of the sky because it's so fucking windy and everything. But, like, aside from that, I think in winter in Houston, I think the lowest you'll probably get is, like, 50 or, like, the upper 40s. Up here, it, like, snows, it sleeves, it everything up here. So that was, like, something that, like, I'm not used to. And I wasn't used to, and I'm not used to. I hate the cold. We're, we're born in April. I'm in Aries. I don't like cold. I really don't like cold. So I I hated it, but overall, just like the campus and like the, like you said, the diversity because I'm biracial. So like diversity is really important to me. Um, It was really cool and I liked it. So yeah, I feel like I made a good, a good choice. I just fell in love with it. Like when I finally came here and like looked at everything, which was cool. Um, You mentioned this earlier, but for those who didn't catch it, what is your major and minor if you have one?
1: um okay so as I mentioned earlier I am a communications major eventually I did go into media arts um just because uh college wasn't really something I envisioned for myself I feel like I lived in this fantasy I'm a dreamer you know Aries I just love um I don't know I really wanted to be somebody like in the entertainment industry like an actor a singer like those were phases that I had but my parents it's like I kept dreaming but I never had the tools my parents wanted me to um, do something practical um, that's what they had to result to to come here so I get why they were like that but um, you know reality hit me I picked a major in the communications um, through that I learned like my aspirations so I guess my tip to y'all who aren't aware either be undecided because some colleges have that option or just pick something that you know that you are pretty similar to and that you could resonate with and if you change your major That does not matter. Like it's totally cool to change your major if you um, don't like it. They say wait till sophomore year, max if not junior year. That's cool. But even if you're a junior, you could still like take enough credits to graduate on time. Like, and if you don't graduate on time, it's good to do your own thing. College is not
0: a race, people. It's not like high school where you have to graduate within four years. Mm -mm. I I'm probably what this is like my sixth year in college, and I took a break. So this is probably like my fifth year honestly Mm -hmm. there are a a lot of people who graduated in
1: four years and they're not even prepared because they just did what they did to pass so like at the end of the day it does not matter but yeah um so tying in those passions that i wanted to be or do or whatever i picked media arts and um i can definitely say it's been a little rocky because it's more film based and i kind of just wanted to learn I guess i want to be well-rounded with everything when it's communications and people and how to talk to them but also with like media and film and audio and like all of that and then through time because you know i life's not a over or college isn't a race either i wanted to do marketing so without the math <laughs> so i did the minor and yeah those are my three i'm a double major and a minor and i'm definitely satisfied with that Um, I feel like there are some things, you know, when you graduate, almost when you kind of have some regrets with college, like, I kind of like I'm realizing, okay, I'm kind of into management or entrepreneurship or this and that, but that's what grad school is for or that's what networking is for. So, definitely, um, you learn a lot, I would say. Yeah.
0: Um, I am a psychology major and my minor is in counseling. Mm -hmm. So, just, you know full cycle we're both liberal arts majors so right yeah it ties into everything i love it I love um it. do you live on campus or off campus i live off campus and
1: i also live off but i did live on um that was definitely i would say freshman year and then that's it yeah <laughs> sophomore year honestly sophomore year is good too i definitely say you could live up to sophomore year but it I just think depends you're on you're your junior, school because yeah.
0: i remember when i was going to t- uh, planning on going to t- I really wanted to live off-campus, mm-hmm. and they were like, no, you can't live off-campus until you're, like, a junior, or oh. you're at least, like, 20 or 21. So, it just really depends on what school And how they want go to go to. Yeah, I think they just wanted, like, at least your first year or two, mm-hmm. like, on campus. Um, I mean... The thing that I'm going to say about living off-campus, it's cool and everything. Um, I mean, they have, like, regular apartments. You have people that, like, you can kind of, like, get a house with and, like, you can pay rent just for, like, the room. Um, but they also have off-campus student housing. Now, I'm not even going to sit here and bullshit y'all. It really just depends on which off-campus student housing you choose because some of them are very helpful and very cool and everything. But a lot of them and a lot of them because this is my second... i I've stayed in one and then I moved to another one and Micah at the same she stayed in one mm-hmm. for like a couple of years and now she lives in another one but a lot of them why are scams <laughs> it's literally like a big-ass money scam like unless you have parents that really just don't give a fuck and just give you mm-hmm. whatever money or you really just have nothing but money and like you know you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want with it just don't stay there because they lie to you about how much they're charging you like they pick the weirdest shit to charge you for um a lot of the times if you don't have a roommate lined up you get stuck with like random people and a lot of times you're not going to get along with them and you're not going to talk to them luckily when I first moved Michael was like one of the cool ones in the house the other two girls they were nice but like I didn't really talk to them um some people have really bad roommate experiences I know Madison had a really bad kind of roommate experience not bad but like you know she wasn't really fucking with it um but overall like they're just big scams mm-hmm. and um they really like fuck over your money and what you're what you end up paying you can end up getting like a one-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and not have much of the
1: bullshit that comes And disclaimer, like it can be unintentional and intentional um like i had this friend and he was explaining to me like kind of the business and everything um, Cause I was cool with some people in this complex before I moved into this complex, and um, some of the managers were telling me, but they are now moved to another complex in another state, so I can talk about this. Um, you know, th- some of them like depending on their situation with their business and everything, they'll they'll slip some they'll slip some um, some few things in there that you're not gonna know in your in your utility bills or other bills that you pay or um, I don't know, just things that they claim as rent or damages, but they're not. So at the end of the day, like Bree said, you really just want to do, you know, some research in the back end and even see if your um, university has a lawyer for that because our university offers an attorney for specifically um, just like practical uses. It's nothing serious like TWIs or any of that, but it's more of you to be aware of what's going on in your current situation. So. Yeah, I mean, I also, that's really college, being yeah. aware. I also
0: used, um, the, I had, and I'm going to tell you all about this experience that I had. So, um, the way off-campus student housing works is that you have, um, they don't, like, you can't just, like, apply, and then they're, like, on a, um, you know, whenever you decide to start your lease, they work like that. No, they start your lease at the beginning of the school year, school year and your rate is kind of, like, based off of that, so... Um, say if you come in January your lease doesn't or no you come in August of the school year your lease doesn't go up until the end of the school year towards like the beginning of of the fall semester so it's like August to August Mm -hmm. so I came to UNT during the spring semester when I came they told me that because I was coming in the middle of the school semester there was only three ways that I could qualify to get the apartment. And I liked Republic's because I was like, it's big, you know, it looks like a house. Like if I want to have, because I'm a dog person, if I want to have a big dog, it's big enough mm-hmm. for me to have a big dog. It's not a small apartment. There's nice kitchen, you know, everything like that. Um, and I liked the security on my room with the little keypad thing on there, which was nice. And then I had my own bathroom in there. Um, the room was pretty decent size also. But they told me... That either I could have my parents apply to be a guarantor, which they ended up denying my mom to be a guarantor. Um, I can apply and put the apartment on my credit, which I really kind of didn't want to do, um, I wasn't so sure about, or I could um pay two months up front of rent. And so I did it that way. I gave them the rent was $715, so that's $1,430 that I gave them up front. And then they also required me to pay the rent of January. So that was, and, and they told me that they weren't charging me an admin fee, but they ended up still charging me some type of fee because they claimed that the extra fee was to put me on track with everybody else, which I thought was kind of bullshit. So they told me that the two months that I paid in advance were to cover the last months, which would be June and July of my lease. So, I paid two amounts of $715, and then they made me pay $809, which was, like, the rent and, like, you know, an extra little fee that they ended up slipping in there. Mm -hmm. So, this is damn near, like, what, $2,500 that I gave them? And so, um, I went through, and then they started trying to charge me for rent or something like that because I think I got behind on like my utility bills or whatever um, Mm -hmm. due to some different circumstances and then they when I got it remember I totaled my car so they um, ended up charging me $50 for another parking sticker um Mm -hmm. so wow that and then getting a little bit behind on the utility bills which which weren't much or whatever they were two dollars a month each for all Mm -hmm. of us um so yeah I got all of that squared away and then they tried to put it on the account as rent and so I was like you know and I have in my emails and I talked to them and I it's in my lease that because I paid the two months up front that I would not have to pay rent for the months of June and July so when I, I was like I'm not paying anything you know me I'm not paying anything until I have a statement because i'm not like these regular college mm-hmm. students on here i work hard for my money and i want to know where my money is going so as soon as i saw a rent charge you know they were trying to charge me like almost 800 dollars i was like absolutely the fuck not there is nothing that i've done in this apartment or anything that i've gotten behind on in this apartment where anything they were just
1: trying to make up for the person who we last had because we did have a roommate before brie and um, I'm not sure as to how the situation ended, um, but she wasn't really paying on time. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, like I said earlier, there can be some things within the business that they need to attract And that's what happened. So So, when I tried
0: to talk to the the leasing uh, manager, she kept trying to tell me that I had to pay it. And I was like, "Uh, no, bitch, I'm not paying none of this. Like, it's there, I have documentation. So what I ended up having to do was I ended up having to call the Fair Housing Authority. And I was asking them after explaining them my situation. I was like, "Can they do this to me?" And the manager was rude. It was one for one, but like after explaining to the housing authority, I was like, "Can they do this?" They were like, "Absolutely not." Like it's well documented. You have proof that you weren't supposed to pay it in your lease and in a confirmation email when you ask them from the manager. Oh so I don't I don't play with people like that. Not nah, especially now with my money. You ask me for a six. Between six and eight hundred dollars, absolutely fuck not. Mm-hmm. So by the time he was like, I'm gonna call them and I'm gonna talk to them. By the time he got done with them, that manager was calling me. She was apologizing to me. She did not have that same attitude that she had when she was on that phone with me. She thought I was stupid. And I was really gonna pay that money. Uh, no, bitch. She said if you can pay, you know the I think it was like fifty dollars and then it was like a hundred and something dollars of uh, the what's it called the um, electricity bills that I hadn't been paying. Um, and, and meanwhile, it was their fault for fucking up the account and telling me that I owed that much. They actually were trying to evict me over this shit. And um, she was threatening me to evict me. Um, but like I said, by the time they got finished, she knocked it. All those extra little fees that they were trying to throw in off my account. Thank God. So you just got to be like really fucking careful. And that's what I mean by their whole, whole ass scam.
1: Mm-hmm. Use her experience as an experience for yourself, honestly.
0: You need to ask every single deal fucking with. question. Like, you'll feel like the
1: most extra resident. Like, right now, I feel like the most extra resident of where I live right now. It's in a brand new complex. I always have something to speak my mind about, and I feel like nobody does that but me. Oh, but, you're not going to
0: play me over my money, yeah, sis. No. Just like this, uh, sometimes this if situation you're, if I was you're just telling you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go up in there, and I'm going to ask all types of questions. Mm-hmm. I want documentation proof.
1: So, if you are traditional, and you are supported for, uh, by your parents... Um, Like I am in some aspects. So for rent, thank God I am covered on that. But, you know, sometimes they just pay and they're unaware. Like, because they don't tell them. You're living your life, so you got to speak up on behalf. Yeah. And a lot of these college
0: students, they're not taught to like ask questions or anything like that a lot of times their parents do stuff for them my right. mama was always like no like you need to ask questions if you don't understand something ask questions they don't look right it don't sound right especially most in it's college, not right like, yeah
1: mm-hmm. you'll be taught things and you're not going to realize how it applies because you're just going to let them teach you because they know but at the end of the day you gotta know you um, are your own responsibility period yes
0: what classes are you taking this semester
1: um the semester is a lot more relaxed for me because i'm a senior so lucky um, being a double major i did a lot of summer school which was <laughs> honestly I, I i'm not gonna lie i love summer school i love summer school because you get rid of your credit for a month no, how over much than would be a a tuition tuition um it was in the lower thousands but it, it's still expensive for sure yeah but Definitely lower versus you know a semester's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they have some scholarships. I, that's another thing you I took remember. one
0: or two classes during summer school.
1: Um, I took I think max I would do one a month, mm-hmm. um, like maybe one in person, one online, and then um, I did a May semester and a winter semester, which was honestly if you're just like a hustler and you like school, uh, like writing um do a may mester or a winter semester? because honestly like i those i just enjoy getting rid of the things you got to do quick Vers like for some reason i can retain what happened in the class a lot like easier if it was just like within a few weeks versus a whole semester long yeah that's just how i operate like i like getting things done my way my time like versus like just doing so many things and just having other classes to manage versus you know having that one class to manage for that short week so yeah i would definitely recommend those so yeah that's what i'm taking i'm just taking um classes um that go towards my second major because i started that later than the first and then um i'm taking uh like you know basics philosophy um like this ethics and media i hated philosophy and philosophy was so fucking boring so, to me I mean, yeah, it's pretty boring. Honestly, I treat it like a word search. I just, like, look it up because it's there. I mean, you if you're into, like, philosophy.
0: theories and, like, random, like, weird little ideas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Not saying they were weird. Some, some of it is mm-hmm. kind of off-the-wall weird. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, take philosophy. I hated it. Right. Um, this semester, I'm taking Psychology of the Offender, which is basically, like, forensic Ooh. psychology, which is a very That's interesting cool. class. And I love my professor. She is so cool, and she makes it so interesting and so fun. She even brings guest speakers just this past, I think, not this week because we had a test. It was last week. Mm -hmm. Um, She brought somebody in that used to work for the FBI. That's dope. Yeah. So she has, like, really cool uh, guest speakers and stuff. And uh, we get to watch, like, a lot of crazy, like, you know, the the little crime TV documentaries (laughs) that we get to discuss. Right. Really, it's just basically, like, if you're into, like forensic psychology and stuff like that, which I didn't know, you know, they make actually a lot of money in that field. Oh. Which fast. makes sense. A ton. Um yeah, that was like a really interesting class. Mm-hmm. Um what and nice I'm taking um anthropology. Um, because I had like one more science credit that I needed to get knocked out of the way. And then I am taking psychology of women, which is basically, like, gender studies, and which is basically talking, it's basically a class not only about women, but you get to talk about, um, you know, cisgender and, like, transgender and, like, bisexuals, and then, like, people who are of different color, people who are intersex, and it's kind of more yeah, of a class. I was
1: to take that if I couldn't take philosophy, but they didn't have an availability for me. But that's so good. I it's it. kind of
0: more of a class that, like, you get to, it's not so much teaching, because, I mean, you learn stuff, and you, mm-hmm. you um, it's it kind of teaches you to be a little bit more aware of, like, there are other people around you that are different, but it's more of, like, a, um, a discussion class. Like, we do a lot of discussion, Which I love. Yeah, and it's kind of, like, you get to kind of see where, like, your other classmates around you are feeling, mm-hmm. and you get to just learn about, like, different people, and it kind of teaches you to be a little bit more accepting
1: open-minded yeah
0: open-minded and everything it's a really cool class um have you joined any student orgs and how do you maintain your schedule so i am a part of a student org i talked about this it's called the life project and it's just basically and i'm I'm new to it so and I'm, i've been a part of like student orgs like in high school i was um you know cheerleading and choir and um, i was on step team i'm um, in middle school and it's your all girl types who can of do stuff all, i played volleyball for a, a while girl who did like, it all, yeah man. so i mean it's just like i said in my last episode you kind of just have to like manage your time and like make sure you're staying on top of like all your meetings your homework set time aside to do things that are important mm-hmm. um yeah that's kind of how i do it what orders are you in
1: um I don't know. I think entering orgs, I was kind of just like, this isn't high school, but this is college, so like this is kind of cool to incorporate, you know, some likings and mutual likings with people. So orgs were definitely a way for me to make friends. So I started basic. I was like, okay, well I of to say because I am Filipino, and it was a big deal at UNT. Um, they were known for their dance team, and not like I'm a dancer or anything, but I. I'm creative, so I enjoy watching people who can do it. Um, so I did it. Um, I joined FSA, um, participated, and everything. Loved it and appreciated myself more. I feel like that's a big goal when it comes to orgs to do things that can help you find yourself and develop it's yourself. Doing stuff
0: that like you're passionate about in your life. Right. That's like even the like whole point of orgs. With the light project, um, it's an org, and I'm a psychology major, so I, it w- it was just on even like perfect. Um, It's an org where, like, they're basically talking about, like, mental health and, like, spreading awareness, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's targeted for everyone, but it's most specifically targeted for the minority communities, because I feel like with people in the, and I'm not even gonna say Caucasian, because I actually learned in my psychology women class that the, um, you know, the ethnicity uh, identification term of Caucasian actually came from a racist background really yeah it actually did um, which I found funny because they love to be like oh my gosh I'm Caucasian and I'm ca-. and it's, it's actually on papers and like ethnicity right. stuff you know um in the white community or uh, European American I should say community it's a little bit more accepted if you go to therapy and stuff like that and not complete it's a little bit more accepted but it's not widely accepted but, in communities like in the Asian community and the black community and the Mexican community and stuff like that, um, it's not a big thing, and people don't realize that it's actually a really big problem. So the fact that it's an organization that's able to like identify with people of color and people that are of other you know cultures and everything, and they're able to spread that awareness and that I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, sign me up, like let me help, let me contribute so yeah. Um, would you rather stay home or go to a party
1: i would rather <laughs> freshman me would be like socialize little party <laughs> um but now i'd rather stay home
0: i feel like and i i don't really go to college parties i've never really been to a college party um i did all my partying and stuff like that in like high school and you know like my early 20s like after I turned 22. I was just kind of like, I don't really like it. I don't. I mean, I don't even. You know me. I don't really do nothing. I don't really go anywhere. And I'm, some people might feel that. That's lame, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel like going out every weekend and drinking. Like the most I'll probably go out is maybe like every couple of months, and I really have to be in the mood to go out. And it, because I do the whole shebang, like I get dressed, I get cute, you mm-hmm. know, everything. I do the whole shebang, and I don't be wanting to do that all the time. And I definitely don't want to be getting you know drunk all the time. So I don't know. It just depends on in the mood. But I honestly would rather stay home.
1: hmm Yeah, it really just depends on how you are and how you handle different environments. Um, and how, like, especially nowadays, have is... you noticed
0: that, like, there's always one so much drinking, so much smoking? No shade to the people that like to indulge a little bit because we all do every once right. in a while, but like, there's more fighting. Um, I'm also from, I was born in Austin and I lived part of my life in Austin, and even in Houston, I've been to so many parties where there's like shootings and everything like that it's just kind of like that ruins it for me too so right. like i don't really it on the environment
1: i feel like for me it was more of just like the same music hearing it all the time and the same, the same kind p- of people
0: yeah the same people Same, people the same who are shit. just
1: trying to like go to the party with one goal which is to a make people drunk yeah. <laughs> and like i just got tired of it because then i started to build genuine connections have a better future all these things and it's just kind of like like, you can find that enjoyment elsewhere. And I like to contribute that to my passions more than partying. But also turning 21 made me just enjoy bars more. Because it's, like, a more chill environment. Yeah. And, and I feel like... I would definitely chaos, rather go with bar the chaos hop. in my life, I just don't really care about parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, it's not really all that. Right. Right. Some people do. There are, like, people in college that really, like, all they want to do is, like, party every day. Some people, like, literally go to class and then they go oh, home. Oh, yeah. Can and they literally drink. Person. They drink. They drink. Or they, you know, go people to the club to class every day. drunk. Like,
1: I know. you really learn Ooh. a lot about different kinds of yeah. people in college, man.
0: Or they come to class high. I've seen <laughs> that, too. <laughs> right, bro. Um, what would you... Or, wait. No, this is a good one. What was the biggest high school to college transition for you?
1: Man, I've definitely mentioned some in the beginning of this podcast. But um, just trying not to care what people think. Yeah. Because um, I know in high school, I was surrounded by that environment of mm-hmm. people who cared but nobody had something better than, nobody can't like everybody had like nothing better to do like when you went to college like then that's when you really started to experience like how to grow because like people have their own schedule literally you go to class not everybody knows in your classes you have a different job you have a different major believe it or not it sucks but like people you meet in college like you're gonna make long time connections but at the end of the day when you graduate like it's not gonna matter because everyone has like their own different paths so
0: Yeah, that's definitely a takeaway I had. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest transition for me was realizing that I wasn't in high school anymore. And not to say that, like, I was, like, messy or I participated in drama because that was nothing at all. I think real life just hit me, like, really, really quick. And um, being that it all kind of hit me at once, it caused me to be depressed for a while and to, like, just experience a lot of anxiety in a lot of different areas of my life. So, yeah, I think they don't do a really good job of warning you that like literally once you are out of high school and once you're 18 like that's it all that shit that you used to do like it's over it's not tolerated anymore like you got real life responsibilities Mm -hmm. and there's a lot that doesn't prepare you for that when you're a teenager because you literally don't have the mental capacity to think about stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that was my biggest hotness transition Have you developed any bad habits while in college?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I would definitely say... I feel like maybe I've had worse. Actually, I don't know. It's a tough question because you really... I'm a very analytical person, as I've stated. So when it comes to, like, habits, it's like I analyze it, fix it, and move on. Mm -hmm. So I guess one thing that I've realized that has been kind of reoccurring throughout my years in college it's kind of just like um I guess we're all struggling but knowing when you're overextending yourself to your friends and to your classes and also um I guess like knowing when you need to ask for help yeah like definitely that and in regard to the overextending thing yeah I feel like that relates to friendships relationships everything in your life like that's something that I tend to do um, in the spur of being, I guess, in the busyness of college. But yeah, I would definitely say that.
0: I think the biggest habit that I have gotten since being in college would probably be... I think I, my procrastination went up a lot, but I think with this semester being that like, I have a lot more on my plate now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot better and i've kind of like overcome that i think also to hmm, i think not putting myself first which like not realizing that like and I've, I've started to get like really better about it was realizing that like i have other things to do <laughs> and there's other things that i have going on that matter more than you know what somebody else would have Going on. Sometimes I have to just set a boundary and be like, "Look, like that's you. That's your problem. I can't deal with this. Like I have Mm -hmm. my own shit to do." So yeah, that's kind of my bad habits. Have you or is freshman fifteen real? And have you experienced it?
1: I have not because my body's weird. Like I was switching birth control at the time and everything because I had, um, you know, I'm a woman. Okay, so sorry for people who are like, "Oh," but like, yeah, I was just experiencing different things with my body. Um, and also like the cafeteria having a meal plan. I was just like experiencing different foods because like I feel like I was kind of Closed-minded with that like in living in my household having the same meals or different meals But there were different things that I just didn't try and, like for some reason like with all those combinations and I just never um, Like gained it I feel like I really wanted to because I am currently very thin and underweight actually statistically I am underweight Um, But I, yeah, I really desired to gain the freshman 15, but I didn't. I did not. But it's very real. I know a lot of people who have, and they were just like, forget me. Like, I, yeah, but I just, you know, embrace it if you get it.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's my thing. For me, it was real. Like, anybody who knows me, when I was in high school, I was like... Between a hundred, I think the heaviest I got during high school was probably like 115 pounds, and mm-hmm. uh, that was because I was literally eating everything under the sun. But I literally had probably close between like four, no, two to like five hours of cheer practice every day. So because we had um, eighth period cheer class, mm-hmm. and then we would practice, and that would be like an hour hour and a half and that would be from probably like two fifty ish in the afternoon to like six uh, four o'clock in the afternoon and then eighth period would be over but of course I would have to stay after school and practice some more so I wouldn't get out of practice until probably like six or six thirty. so it was literally like between like two to like four and a half five hours of cheer practice every day um but after that it hit me like really really hard like I went from like 115 to I think the heaviest I got was like 137 and then I went through a phase where I was like really health conscious and like going to the gym and everything like that because I wasn't cheering anymore and I think that played a big part of it um I didn't have that same activity so it just kind of all hit me but um when I was health conscious and everything I started going to the gym more and then I got down to I think 117 And then after I got up here, because I was living in the country with my mom and everything, where there's like literally nothing to eat out there. And then I was going to the gym when I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm back in the city. Chick fil A's over here. I got tacos over here. Like, I literally just started eating everything. And then especially when you get in a relationship, because we all know when I first moved here, I was not in a relationship, and now I am. You know, that happy weight starts to kind of stick to you a little bit more mm-hmm. so now I'm back to being thickums and I'm really like fighting with myself trying to push myself to get back in the gym <laughs> I need to like this has to go like I got so comfortable going back to like my little teeny tiny little cute weight and everything and now I'm back to being thick as hell so <laughs> this has <laughs> to go it's, it's a work in progress I'm under construction mm-hmm. that's what I like to say what don't you like about college?
1: um how life is a game i mean that's the general thing but i feel like when it comes to classes and when it comes to professors and your friends you know like i said people operate in different ways and you got to be able to accommodate and adjust to that um not everybody can really handle that adjustment um i know a lot of people who are able to still live in their own world and let people do them and that's really what you should do but um i feel like when yeah just kind of like like not all professors are going to accept that 89 or not all professors are gonna see your little financial or like emotional things that go on, uh, like as something serious, even friends. Um, so I just think that that is something that I don't really like because as much as you would think that people in college like are open-minded, it, a lot of people can be close-minded too. Um, but it builds you, um, for sure.
0: What about you? Um, I think the hardest, or what I don't like about college is, one, that it's expensive. Expensive. Um, and that, like, they make it sometimes. And they, not necessarily they make it, but I think they charge a lot of unnecessary things that we don't use and we don't need.
1: Just like to, some books. Yeah,
0: books. are extremely mm-hmm. pricey, and sometimes you end up not needing the book. So definitely kind of, you know, check with your professor and check your syllabus to see if you actually need that book. Mm-hmm. Because you can definitely save that $300. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: definitely a disclaimer side note just go to slugbooks.com it's a great website and tool for you to get books on the cheap 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 it, they pick different websites online that sell books like Amazon um, what is it called not, not our local libraries but that's a whole other subject do check mm-hmm. your local libraries too because they do sell books for cheaper um, what is it called Chegg yeah check. I use Chegg yeah all kinds of stuff, so do that. But just do your research. Ask people within your classes, is this book worth it? Have you taken this class before? Most likely it's not. Just use something online. If not, if you're like me for some subjects, I really want physical copy, do that. But if it's like psychology or like like basic, yeah, you know, just do it online. Because Google and um, Sparknotes and um, Quizlet, they're your best friends. Yeah,
0: they really are. Um, Yeah, but I think that's the one thing I don't like about it is that, like, especially, like, if you don't have parents that can just honestly fund you going to college, Mm -hmm. you're basically doing it yourself. And I think when I first started going to college, I definitely qualified for more grants, and I wasn't needing to take out so many student loans. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm, you know, making a certain amount of money, um, I don't really qualify a lot for grants anymore. So my loan amount is probably going to be extremely insane by the time I graduate. Um, but yeah, it's it's just expensive. Um, best thing about college?
1: Um, new experiences. Some can be bad, but you turn your L's into lessons, and you move on. Um, I think the opportunity to mess up is a great thing. Uh, just because you know we're young and you're in college, everybody's still trying to maneuver their life. So you have like-minded people around you as well. So I like that. Um, I feel like
0: that's really what college is for anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like about college. Yeah, college is cool um, as far as that. I like that you get to meet new people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I'm still, you know, now that I'm going back to school on campus, I'm still trying to, like, make friends. Right.
1: But it's easy to. Yeah, Same class, link up. Same Mm -hmm. org, link up. Yeah. Attend an event. Has cute shoes. Hey, girl, you got cute shoes. Like, yeah, where'd you get it? From? Like, I've actually even met
0: people. I met a couple of girls on Twitter. This is one girl. I can't remember what her name is, but we exchanged numbers because I was like, Lord, I've been here for ten months and. You know, I go to UNT and I literally have no friends. And she was like, Oh my gosh, like, let's be friends because I'm so in the same boat as you. I don't know anybody. And right. we just started, and I found out she's actually a psychology major too. Aww. So I was like, Oh, yes, sis. Like, here, I don't I hope this is not weird, but here go my number, girl. We can hang out. We can celebrate. Totally right. Then I ended up finding out that somebody that went to the same high school as me and Alex goes to TWU, and she was at uh, Castle Rock.
1: Link. (laughs) And we actually had
0: a class together uh, during my junior year. Link. So I was like, oh, yeah, sis, hey. You know, I totally Mm -hmm. forgot her name because I'm not really good at remembering people. But, um, yeah, shout out um, to her. So Mm -hmm. that was cool. Um, Has anything changed since you've been in college?
1: Me. (laughs) (laughs) Like dang i am not the person who walked in to unt for sure because i mean you know you had the high school mindset a little like oh i'm grown yeah I'm, I'm grown i'm gonna experience things but like holy i it's just so interesting how people of all ages can be friends that's something that was different for me for sure like being friends with like like people who oh are my older sister's age or people who are oh they shouldn't be in college like why are they like having like to understand people in their situations and then apply it to yourself and like grow from it and then even the things that are unexpected that you thought were right and they're wrong like that's cool like that's really all <laughs> I learned personally but yeah oh my gosh cool. um hmm so interesting.
0: I would definitely I like say me um I've changed a lot since being in college I've grown up a lot um yeah, I would say me. Just overall, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the same person that I used to be. And um, you know, some people kind of frown upon changing. Like, are you different? Like, you change, but like you could still be yourself
1: and be who you parents. are. Yeah,
0: but also change in change in different ways for the better. So I would say me. Um, definitely, I, yeah. I'm in, in like in probably almost every way possible in a way better position than I was I'm before. not, to
1: everybody who thought they knew me in high school, middle school, elementary, I am not that Girl, person. y'all don't know
0: me no more. Y'all don't know me,
1: period. Even if you dated me
0: while I was in high school, you don't know me no more.
1: Like, <laughs> all <laughs> the misunderstandings that I've been in, all the career paths that I did, all the sports I did, girl, let me Let me stop boy, talking because... That's not me anymore, like... <laughs> Let, I changed for the better.
0: Let me stop talking because me and Alex went to school together. I, uh-huh. so he's excluded. He knows me then and he knew me now.
1: Right. He, he knows, knows me now. now.
0: Um, Alright, so... Any last minute advice for anybody who's in college, who's thinking about going to college, who's thinking about going back to college, and who's about to leave college? Whew,
1: that's a lot of this. So the first is what?
0: Um, anybody who's in college.
1: In college... Hang in there. <laughs> Honestly, um, it might not be for everybody, but I think you're gonna experience some things that you're just not gonna expect. And, when and you if deal it with isn't, it,
0: you know, if it isn't for you, right.
1: When you deal with those curveballs, learn how to conquer them because, um, believe it or not, that's just a small curveball. There's gonna be a lot more in your life. Life is a long, hopefully, <laughs> um, a long, long journey for all of us, um, and college is meant to be where you experiment. Um, so if people frown, you frown upon that. Stand by your good, you know? At the end of the day, you're living with you. You're living with your own head. So don't care about what people think. And make those choices and decisions because you have to do what's best for you. And if it's not, then leave. Like, it's no big deal. No one's going to care. And if people do, then forget them. Like, it's your journey at the end of the day. Um, And the next was, like...
0: Um, I think it was people who are about to go to college. So, like, high high school students or people who... You know, have gone through life and mm-hmm. then realized, like, hey, I'm going to go to college.
1: So, if you are thinking about going to college or not sure, I would definitely, A, evaluate your financial situation. And if you don't have that, funds or those funds, or you do, but you have other ambitions, I think it's different to not financially afford it, but wish you could. And then, like, really be passionate about, like, who you can network with to be where you're at, to be just as stable as people who maybe have a degree versus people who are wanting something for their lives but it's just like oh i just don't want to go to school um or people who are even passionate about something else like for example business entrepreneurship entertainment industry like you can really network for those things versus being a nurse or being um like a top tier engineer or something like then in that case you may need school or maybe you don't have i guess like the best learning kind of circumstances to where you will rely on school like for me I'm ADHD so I need to have this kind of schedule to be on track with myself in my life so yeah I think school isn't meant for everybody but if you are interested in being in a university do your research check the weather check the stats check crises um, resources of any sort for your major um, just like stuff like that it doesn't matter if somebody famous graduated or if they're on the top tier like they might not be well known because you know like you know for example like to m- compare it to artists like you know there's summer walker or like freaking
0: her album just came Chancer. out A. I know i had to
1: mention because she's great. <laughs> um chancellor like you know people started before other people um and here they are just as good so it doesn't matter like like it really doesn't that's my advice um is that the
0: Last one was um, people who are going back to college. Like, they back took to a college. break, and then they decided to go back.
1: First of all, props to you for taking a break. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: completely okay to right. do that.
1: It's so great. Like, I feel like if I took a break, I would definitely know my best self and come back to college. No,
0: I took one. I took one for I a whole year. I wish I kind
1: of did. Like, I, I just wanted to be that traditional student to be like, yep, I'm 22 with a degree. But it's like, you know, I'm still learning. I feel like I'm not going to be able to take that gap till I graduate. But once you graduate, you know, sometimes you're expected to experience the real world already. So really, I think for those who took a break, you're very brave to do that because a lot of people in the society tend to judge people who do. Or if they don't, they just don't get what they're like. You know, there are some small-minded people. And um, props, really, to living your open life. But for going back, don't stress. Um... I feel like there's a pressure to be that traditional student um, and like immediately want to make friends immediately want to know what you're doing immediately have everything together because you had all that time which is a rumor you know to really or a myth rather to get your stuff together but no you're on the same boat as the traditional people like and non-traditional like you really don't need to know everything so just like continue to take that pace but stay on top of school um but like really try to use what you've gained and just sit one night and think about like, okay, like I've taken this break, like what is it that will stick with me? And what is it that I want to do? And from there, you could really just live life like like everybody else does. There's no pressure regardless of you being a college student to figure out what you want right now as right? Um
0: I'm going to say my advice for people who are currently in college. Like it is okay if you need to take a break take a breather, relax, like, enjoy, and and I was always told this, and I was told this by um, my mentor who went to college for 10 years straight. She got her bachelor's, and then she got her master's, and then she got her PhD. Did nothing but literally go to school, go to school, go to school. Um, She told me to take a break because um, you put a lot of pressure on yourself trying to finish, like, on time and everything, but you kind of need to realize that, when you're doing that and you're so focused on trying to get finished, you're not really soaking in and and enjoying what you're learning. And honestly, besides like doing your work and everything like that and trying to like pass your classes and everything, your classes can really be honestly what you make them and they can be really fun. Like it's fun learning it. Overall, college can be really fun. So be responsible, you know, have your fun. If you need to take a break, take a break and everything. It's no pressure. It's not a race. Do it on your time, not on you know, the typical stereotypical, you know, mm-hmm. time, four years, or whatever the case may be. Um, for people who are about to go to college, like if you're in high school, or if you decided to go to college a little bit later in life, no pressure, um, be responsible, buckle up, because it's going to be a crazy ride, and be accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, participate on campus, and, you know, Think about what's really important for you and always remember that this is your college career and not anyone else's so always decide to do what's best for you and study what's best for you um i think it was people who took a break power to you i took a break for a whole entire year um if you have to take more than one break do it but like make sure that you finish if you have to take a break and reevaluate your major choice and then you decide to do something else that's perfectly fine um, you know, we all think that we like something and then we find out later on after trial and error that we like something else and we want to do something else. do that. It's completely up to you. And then I think what was it? The last one. I think it was people that are in college, people that took are a going break. To, took a break and then
1: before thinking about college. Think about like or like they're about to go.
0: Yeah, I reached right that. So yeah.
1: I definitely think Um, one last note, um, do what makes you uncomfortable because even if you're in college or you're not in college, um, living in your 18, 19, 20, 20, up to 30, like is the time for you to figure yourself out. If you really want to be somebody in this earth, whether you're doing something productive or not, like you want to be able to gain those experiences in the right way, um, operate how you should operate. Um, And just really consider that when you think about, like, your life choices or when you think about um, other people who are placed into your life or situations, Um, because things are temporary, so if you get too comfortable with the circumstances you're in, you're not going to be able to grow. And And that's really overall what college is, it's
0: just about, like, learning and growing. Exactly. And it really it's will all honest, an experience. Yeah, it's all gonna make you a better you and prepare mm-hmm. you for everything.
1: Like Bree is in a different phase than I am. You know, she's um, twenty-four, almost twenty-five, and like she's dealt with a lot. She's in a whole relationship. I'm old when as well. will I be? You know, mm. <laughs> it's just like people have different phases. So respect that and do you. That's really it.
0: Well, I think this is really good i want to thank you for coming i'm so glad man make sure you follow brie on social media totally um my twitter y'all y'all know my stuff it's in the description yes. recently um just yesterday actually i started a podcast page so um and i'm probably gonna do a website later on or whatever um but for now go like and basically follow and get all your updates basically. From- yeah <laughs> basically um it's on facebook and it's just the unapologetic podcast Mm -hmm. and then it has like all my updates and where y'all can kind of like connect with me and comment any questions that y'all have related to whatever topics i'm listing
1: i do notifications. yes i do have two more
0: episodes coming up this month i only said i was gonna do three which was episode three and then i was gonna do two more episodes but i decided why not record this Mm -hmm. extra one and give y'all four episodes this whole entire month so yeah (sighs) what a treat
1: and make sure I guess if you guys have any other questions in regard to college, hit up Bree. You can also hit up myself um, for all those who are creative or interested in entertainment or whatever. Let's let's link. Yeah, I'm Micah Joy, it's M I C A H and then Joy like joyfully. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's in uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but yeah, all There's right. Underscore so
0: okay. y'all link link with us and network with us and you know follow my page. Because Bree's a
1: very caring person. And
0: she's unapologetic no pun
1: intended
0: so uh, i hate it tell it all tell it all all right so aries will, women know what we're talking about for reals <laughs> aries team anyways
1: if one of y'all saw the hand gesture she just did that's not <laughs> so, that's, like, canceled. that's ignore, canceled ignore it ignore it all right guys yeah.
0: see you guys on the next one bye